Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt, and with me as always, Jake Drawbridge. How you doing today, Jake? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. What's not to like? It's Memorial Weekend, three-day weekend. That's right. It's you a little know, rainy outside. A little rainy, but you know what? For a day off of work. Could be worse. Could be worse. Gives That's me right. an excuse to be lazy. Exactly. Except for doing this. Exactly. This is my work for the day. So, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about sleepers and busts. Yeah. Very excited Tight about sleepers, it. sleepers, big busts. That's, That's right. That's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. <laughs> um, but first, as always, what are we drinking this week? What are we drinking this so week? So, you brought over yeah. what I'm very excited about here. I, I Southern could tell Tier as soon Brewing. As I walked in with it that you were. Well, it's excited. it's right in my wheelhouse. It's an Imperial Milk Stout. Yeah. See, um, I'm getting us out of this IPA trap. We've been I know. Here. I know. So it's Southern Tier Brewing, uh, the Blackwater Series Nitro S'mores Imperial Milk Stout. Doesn't it just taste good coming out of your mouth? Now imagine how good it's going to taste coming back into your mouth. That's what she said. That's not at all what she said. Gross. It's an ale with chocolate graham cracker and vanilla flavors added. So I'm very, very excited about this. Right? Me all too. Right. Me Let's too. crack into this bad Let's boy. Let's get into it. Oh, listen to that sound. <laughs> that sounded really gnarly. Oh, nice. oh God. It sounds like a monster... Ooh, look at how... Oh, it's very pretty. I know, I know this is bad for podcasting because you, you can It's very see pretty because you get the nitro effect. You have poor heart. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. And um, yeah, it's very pretty. It's settling out. Nice, dark, black color. It's like a nice snowfall in my glass. Uh, it's, look at that. It's, like a, it's like a snow globe. It but is. It's better because it's beer. It is. All right, I'm going to go ahead and... I know it's all foam up top. But I'm going to go ahead and give this a little uh, little sipperooski, a little sipperooni. Go for it. You're going to wait it out for the actual beer to come It smells delicious. <laughs> I can smell the vanilla. See, this is the problem with uh, nitro beers is that you do have to basically let it sit overnight before you can actually drink it. It takes a long time to settle. It's a small price to pay. It really is. And also, it makes it taste better somehow. It the, does. The anticipation. Mm-hmm. The waiting. Makes it that much sweeter. Um, it is really good, though. Mm-hmm. I can taste that graham cracker. Absolutely. I can this have is this delicious. Over a campfire. It is. This is a campfire beer. It really is. This is delicious. I get the chocolate. I can also definitely taste that 10%. Oh, it's 10%. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. I like it even more. 10%. That is nice. Right? It's made with lactose sugar. None of that. Lactose sugar. For when you need your beer to taste like more sugar. Wow. Lactose sugar. Yeah. Gives it that milky. Who says I couldn't do advertisements? That milky, silky taste. Yes. It's delicious. It really is. I rank this beer very, very high. It is awesome. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. My taste buds are enthralled. Not at all angry like they have been with some of these mm-hmm. beers that we've had in the past here. It's pretty great. All right. Yeah. So, speaking of beer, dun 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 Trades. Woo! Uh, drunk trade of the week. Comes to us from Stupak34. Which I love the handle. I love that handle so much. Not gonna lie, that's why I chose this above a different one. Nice. A little lesson for you listeners. If you want us to put you on this show, come up with some name that's as good or better than Stupak34. So he says, to set the mood here, January 13th, 2019. Got real drunk the night before. Woke up. 
saw that I had traded Travis Kelsey and Robert Woods for Darius Geis and Chris Herndon. It hurts. No memory of making the offer. Instant remorse. I have instant remorse for him. That's I'm remorseful oh. reading it out loud. It's really pretty brutal. Um, here's, here's the hope, though. Okay, this was this was at the beginning of the off season. We don't really technically know what could happen. I mean, technically, who knows? Chris Herndon could be could outscore Travis Kelsey. There I can't is, say that shit with a straight face. This was a bad, bad trade. There is a world where that could happen. Mm-hmm. It's not this world, but there is a world where it could happen. It's out there. It's in the multiverse somewhere. Yeah, you find that world and you make this trade. Yeah. But for now, just... just yeah, that's bad. I yeah. Uh, there's really no redeeming qualities about this trade. I do really. like Darius Geis long-term. Long-term, you sure, know, but... Probably not this year. He's probably going to be a little rough still coming back from injury. Kelsey and, also, and Woods? I know. It's it's, it's not, not like good. it was Kelsey and some throwaway piece. Like just, it's, or just Kelsey. Yeah. Which it was, even still would have a little bit of an issue, yes. I think. You know, it's just... What is there ugh. to say but just clench your butthole and hide away for a few months? Yes. You know, yes. put your head in the sand. Drink more, but put a block on being able to do any <laughs> trades Just and just... We should make an app for that. We would make millions. Oh, we would make millions. Let's do it. And then we can advertise it on this podcast. Perfect. Done. Be our own advertising. So as always, remember to send in your drunk trades. We love mm-hmm. them so much, even if you hate them. That's right. <laughs> and we love to share them. We love to spread the... The pain. The pain. It's yeah. cathartic. It is. To, to, to talk about it and, and share. And you know what they say about misery? It'll love the company. It sure does. So... Mm. I had a first real like drink of beer, it's so beer good. not just foam on top. Oh, that's good. It's so good. I like it. All right, we are talking sleepers and buffs. Yes. What do you want to do first? You want to do sleepers? You want to do buffs? Let's do sleepers. Let's do sleepers. All right, you want to kick us off? Oh, I would love to because you are going to hear me talk about this guy a lot. I have heard you talk about this guy a lot in the past, well, so it's I'm not really surprised. More. It's going to be more. Dak Prescott is my quarterback sleeper 2019. You know what I love about Dak Prescott? What do you love about him? He's finished as a QB1 every year he's been in the league. I know. He's, you know what else I love about Dak Prescott? What's that? He's never drafted as a QB1 ever. Never. In any draft. He's barely drafted as like a QB2. I swear we'll fall out of the top 20 again probably by the time the start of the season rolls around in terms of ADP. So you can get him super duper cheap. Well, I'll tell you right now, he is yeah. going as, and this is off of uh, Fantasy Pros, their um, ADP. Excellente. To date. Uh, he's going as the 21st quarterback off the board. There you go. And uh, on MFL, he is going as the 12th quarterback off the board. So, I just uh, don't understand it. Yeah. Why so much hate on this guy? I don't he's know. He's done nothing but try and make you love him. And he should be succeeding at this point. It's not always pretty how he gets to those finishes. But three straight years, quarterback mm-hmm. one. And again, super low ADP. It's just natural. And here's what I love even more. Before Amari Cooper, he was a respectable fantasy quarterback. After Amari Cooper, he is lovely for all formats. Um, Every every metric that that we measured got a big boost after Amari Cooper Mm -hmm. went there. Passing yards per game, passing touchdowns per game, completion percentage, yards per attempt. Basically everything, even his rushing touchdowns somehow kind of got a boost last year after Amari was in town. The other thing about him, 
Do you know how many rushing touchdowns he's had in each of his three seasons? How many? Six. He's had six, six, six rushing touchdowns. Ooh, it's the mark of the beast. El Diablo. Um, I, I'm buying into that. That just means that he sold his soul, soul to the devil to become a quarterback. And I don't imagine that the contract's going to run on that for like another two to three years. So you have two to three years of excellent production still from Dak Prescott going forward. Um, I love him. His pace with Amari Cooper in town, by the way, was 4,384 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, and seven rushing touchdowns. Nice. I will take that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's my sleeper. Who is your QB sleeper? My sleeper is Mitchell Trubisky. Mitch Trubbs. Now, Mitch Trouble. He is in kind of the same boat as Dak. Uh, very underrated. Very I know, small boat. I very think. small boat. Yep. You know, very small sample size so far. But from what we saw from year one to year two, uh, you know, he had a great increase in in basically all metrics. He's finally with a head coach that you know does a modern day offense. And you know, all the you know all the offensive players in that scheme, they're all going into year two with this offense. So it's only natural that he's going to take another step forward. He's going to keep producing well. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be top five, top three quarterback. I'm not going out of my way to say that. Good. I would literally get up, take <laughs> your beer, and leave. Uh, but I think he could sneak into the top. You know, to be in uh, QB one, top twelve, top ten, depending on league format. I think he could sneak into that at the end of the year. So I think that's uh, legit. Yeah, I, th- I think he's just being overlooked, kind of like Dak. He's just very much under the radar. He doesn't do anything super flashy. He's not going to put up necessarily those huge monster weeks, but he's just very consistent. He's got a nice rushing floor, though. Yes. He does yes. that pretty well, I'd say. So, um, so yeah, he is my sleeper quarterback for this upcoming season. A dig. A dig, yes. sir. Um, I'm not personally a big believer in Trubisky long term. I think for this year, you could do a hell of a lot worse. And again, especially based on where he's being drafted. Right. Nobody wants him. If nobody else wants him, I am going to take him. Absolutely. You can be certain of that. You know who else I'm going to take that nobody's going to want to take again? Who's that? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake finished running back 14 last year with Adam Gaze as his head coach. We've talked about this before. Yes. He had a personal vendetta against Kenyon Drake. He did. He hates his running backs. If this was a Steven Seagal movie, Adam Gaze would be Steven Seagal, and Kenyon Drake would be the guy who stole his ponytail, and he just goes after him. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. No, no bueno. It's not great. Uh, not great for Kenyon Drake. But he still managed, even with that albatross, to finish as running back 14. I don't understand how you can look at him with... A fresh set of eyes now coming in. Mm -hmm. New head coach. uh, New quarterback. Whether it's Ryan Fitzmagic or whether it's Josh Rosen. He's going to have, hopefully, a lot more opportunity to knock it out of the park. He didn't even crack close to 150 rushing attempts last year. He's very involved in the passing game. Mm -hmm. I think with the guys that they didn't bring in, he's going to have to be involved again this year in the passing game. Sorry, I'm not a huge fan of Kenny Stills. Anybody really there? If you want to take a flyer on those guys, sure. But I'm saying there's nobody there that's going to take a ton of work away from Kenyon Drake. And again, he I don't know what he has to do. 
he he was one behind Philip Lindsay. People are still goo gooing out over over Lindsay. Nobody for Drake. It's just the bad taste in their mouth from Adam Gase and not being used. Stupid like you said, they didn't bring anybody in. I know they drafted Kalen Balaj the year before. Nah. You know what? Fairly high in the draft, but he didn't exactly show himself to be a super capable, better running back than Kenny and Drake. So Indeed. they didn't bring anyone in. So they obviously are confident with you know what they have in house. So yeah, I like it. Oh yeah. As am I. I'm very comfortable with him and I want him everywhere. So uh, who's your running back? My sleeper jour? for this year and he's being just just forgotten about. And uh-huh. I hope, you know, when it comes to my draft that uh, he follows to me because I will snag him up wherever I can. Uh-huh. It is Devonta Freeman. Yes. Give me all the Freeman this year. Uh, people are very down on him. Just they, for whatever reason, they say he's he's uh, injury prone. I can't argue against. Well, him. he was injured last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, but prior to that, I don't think he's missed more than two games a season in his career. He's been the number one rusher in the league before. Yes, he has. Um, he's getting his new old offensive coordinator back. <laughs> Cutters back in the mix. You know, the offense is only going to be getting better. Uh, and he is just just not being drafted where he should be, and I'm going to tell you right now, he is going to be a top ten running back this season. Book it. I put my book it. Go to plant my flag on the ground. This is it. Top ten. Top ten. All right. Guaranteed. I can see it. Where and there's no Tevin Coleman. Exactly. There's no Tevin Coleman. Exactly. And you know yeah. I love my guy Quadrialis. Yeah. And Edo Smith. Not Tevin Coleman yet. No. There's. Yeah. There's not a lot behind him. And he catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Sure does. I mean, it's what's not to like. Doesn't drop very many either, which is a big plus. So, so yes, pick up all the Freeman this offseason. I am so excited. I really wanted to add Devonta Freeman, and then I saw that you already put him in. Well, you should get to the show sheet first, then. I I don't. I never do. You know that about me. (laughs) But I am very excited that you did not pick my guy for wide receiver. And I saw who you picked for mm-hmm. wide receiver. Yeah, we're obviously going to talk about it. But uh, my wide receiver choice for sleeper du jour, Traquan Smith. Sophomore receiver, New Orleans Saints. He impressed in spurts last year. I think that's fair. He had a couple of monstrous games. Yes, he did. And the rest was nada. If you drafted him last year... You were likely very, very sad. But also, what are you doing drafting rookie wide receivers in redraft? I don't get that. I don't do that. I'm probably not going to do that at all this year. No. No, I am off that train. I've been burned every year for like the last three or four years, and I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I don't care how enticing it is. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Because the thing is, by the time they're useful to you, you've already dropped them. Exactly. You know, it's going to be week seven, week eight. They have their breakout. Maybe they start producing steadily. Well, the, what? You're not going to hold them for seven weeks. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're dumb, dumb. But Traquan Smith, sophomore year, looking a little bit better. Uh, maybe we can get some more of those 111-yard games. Some more of those 157-yard games. It's possible. Thing is, he did better when Ted Ginn was there. Ted Ginn was hurt most of last mm-hmm. year. They wanted him to fit that role, and that's not really what he does. He's not a burner like Ted Ginn. He's a little slower. He's more suited to the slot. That's what they're going to try and do with him this year. I love me some slot guys. Uh, I'm a slot for slot 
guys, mm-hmm. and I will take them all day long. And especially with Drew Brees' failing arm, I want the guy that's going to be short yardage. I want the Traquan Smith this year. Super geeked, and you can get him basically for free. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've got nothing to add there. Yay! All right. I did it. I broke you, Dustin. So, my sleeper for wide receiver this year is Devontae Parker. Uh, no. Sorry, I'm just doing the voice of everybody listening right now. Which is fair. <laughs> I'm not telling you guys to jump on the hype train that this is this is Parker's year. He's looking great in camp, and, and he's going to live up to all the hype and expectations that he did coming in as a rookie. That's not what I'm saying. If you did jump on the hype train, you would have to figure out how to start it and get moving. Because that know. thing's been dusty for years. It has. I'm not saying that. Got so it. just... Good. But for where he's being drafted, I think you are going to get some very serviceable weeks out of him. Yeah. He could be a wide receiver three on your team. Sure, he can be a flex play. Yes. A glory flex play. Yes. But right now on Fantasy Pros, he's being drafted as the 80th wide receiver off the board. So basically undrafted. Basically undrafted. Depending on how deep your league is, deep your benches are. And on MFL, he's 74. And Kenny Stills in both of those are going. He's going a good ten to fifteen spots ahead of him. With, Stills is going ahead of Parker. Or yes. Parker's going ahead? Okay. Yeah. Stills is going ahead of Parker. Okay. So we have no idea with this new offense who is going to be the lead dog there. It's really tricky. You know, neither one of them has. They've they flashed in fits and starts. Yeah. Uh, with 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 fits and spurts there now, Mister Fits and Spurts. Um, you know, we don't know who he's going to target for his wide receiver. Or even if it's going one. to be Ryan Fits and Spurts. True, it could role. be Rosen. We don't know. Again, there's a lot but, up in the air there. Yes, so it's a whole new offense, new mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. new quarterback. You know, what? I just think for the value where you can draft him, basically free. Yes, I mean he's going later right now than Josh Gordon. Okay. Uh, Josh Gordon is suspended. <laughs> so. But I th- okay, my only my only thing about that is what I can see is because you know when not to start Josh Gordon because he's just not going to be on the field. True. You know what I mean? So you know, well, I'm obviously not going to start Josh Gordon this week because he's still shackled at home or whatever. But you, it's, it's just mind-boggling. That it is a little crazy. So I think for the value you get, Good flex play, wide receiver three on your team. You can't go wrong. He's got a ball's got to go somewhere in that offense. Why not him? Balls do got to go somewhere, and we know that they're going to be playing from behind constantly, pretty much every week, so. uh, regardless of who they insert into the quarterback. Exactly. So I can dig that. I know it sounds it sounds uh, gross. disgusting. It does. Yeah. It doesn't it feels the gross, ears but well, for sure. But sometimes it's not about doing the the sexy thing. It's about doing the gross thing. Mm-hmm. You just got. That's right. You got to swallow your pride. You got to click that it. draft button on Devontae Parker. That's right. You Even just, though every fiber of your being is fighting you, you just got to do it. That's fair. Um, this guy I'm actually excited to talk about. Okay. Unlike the guy we were just talking about, my tight end sleeper this year, Mr. Vance McDonald. Is this going to be his year? McDonald's French fries. Yes. This is going to... What do you mean? Is this going to be his year? Last year was his year. He came on strong was last it year. It really... Don't you question me. I'm just asking. He finished as a as a top... Now, I already know what you're going to say to this, but he did finish as a top 10 tight end last year. 
right? And he didn't start every game. Okay. He had contention with Jesse James. They were in and out to start. Jesse mm-hmm. James, gone. Jesse James, hop that train. He is gone. Antonio Brown, gone. They don't have Love Bell. I know they didn't have him last year, but there's no no way that he's going to come in and suddenly take more targets True. because he's better than Connor at catching the ball. Not going to happen. They instead have Dante Moncrief, who I am just out on. And they have a couple of a flashy wide receiver plays there. Anybody outside of Juju, though, that excites you really in that offense more than just as a flyer, as a dart throw? Not really. Because they don't to me. No. So, Vance McDonald, 73 targets last year. That number going to bump way up. Because Ben Roethlisberger wants to throw him the ball and just watch him run dudes down. And that what he does. Well, if I could see that every week, I would be so Don't on board with it. Oh, it'd be that awesome. Every week? The interesting stat that I learned about Vance McDonald is that he had the highest number of plays that affected the point totals for NFL oh, games of nice. any skill position player. Nice. Not outside of quarterback, right. you know, obviously. Running back, wide receiver, tight end. Hmm. The most plays nice. that affected the score. That's great. I want to see more big plays from him. I want to see more stiff arms from him. I want to see him jump up to top five tight end territory, which I think he can absolutely do. Nice. Yep. All right. My tight end sleeper, who I am all on board with this year. All on board. I think this, this is this is going to... I know people have, again, been pounding the drum for him, saying this is his breakout year. This is going to be... This is the year. But Austin Hooper... It's going to be his year this year. This is your life. I think he could be top five this year. I, I want to fight you about that, but then I look at where he finished last year, and it's not like he finished poorly last year no. at all. He had a quietly good season. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't a flashy guy. No, he, and he's not, but he's like a vacuum. He catches every ball that comes to him, and it's just... <laughs> You know, he's just, he's not flashy. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. They've got flashier guys on their team that command more attention. Name four. <laughs> Matt Ryan? Julio? Okay. If Matt Ryan is flashier than you, then you have a problem, though. Well, tight end's just real. not sexy. That's Let's true. be honest. It ain't. It ain't. But I, I do dig this. I yes. dig this a lot, in fact. Um, and he's only 25 years old. I have a sense that you really like Atlanta this year. I do. Are they kind of like your team this year? No. No. I for just fantasy even they're not for like fantasy. fantasy team. Yeah, for fantasy, I think oh, they're going to produce. All of a sudden, you're going to rip off your Packers jersey no. and oh, God, start no, cheering for Matt Ryan. No. I just mean like for a fantasy, I get stuck in that sometimes. Where like, and I don't know that I'm doing it, but I'll just draft a bunch of guys from the same team. And I just, all of a sudden, like this year, I want Tyler Boyd. I want A.J. Green. I I even kind of want Andy Dalton sometimes because he's so cheap. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Apparently, I'm a Bengals fan for fantasy now. You know, I I am, in that regards, a Falcons fan. I just, Hmm. they had a great, they've had a great offense the last couple years. You know, last year, their defense sucked, so they had to play from behind. Or they had to constantly be throwing the ball and have a high, you know, potent offense. Yeah, it was at least Uh, a shootout if it was something. Yeah. you know, Matt Ryan, as we discussed a couple weeks ago, quietly number two quarterback on the season. Oh, yeah. If not for Mahomes, he would have been easily the MVP. Uh, you know, it's just they got so many good pieces there. They're new old, new 
offensive coordinator. Yeah, find a better it's way to just, say it. I know. Let's just call him. Let's just say Dirk's back. Dirk's, Dirk's back. No, 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 no. Dirk's back. <laughs> I promise to never do that again in any future episode. Just please keep listening. So yeah, I just like everything about their offense right now. So yes, I am. So you're on the Hooper train. I am. And where, where do you happen to know where he's going in ADP this year? Uh, I can and look here very quickly. I am not as prepared as Dustin. Let's see. Austin Hooper. I bet. Can I take a hazard a guess before you say what it is? Oh, why don't you? I bet he's being drafted outside the top 12. He is. <gasps> in Fantasy Pros, he's number 14. Nice. See, again, that's that unsexy nature. Yeah. Nobody wants Austin Hooper. And I think people, too, also feel like he's been in the league for 100 years already. It kind of feels but that way. He came in very young. Yeah. And. Everybody knows it takes a while to break out. So it's, I think, you know. This is the time. Hold on to your biscuits, people. And, this and is let's the be time. honest, it doesn't take much to get into that top five range for uh, tight ends. <laughs> if you're outside the top three, it's just, you know. White noise it at is. that point. So, yes. Can I ask awesome. you an honest question? Please. Where do you think? You, okay, pick one to have a higher finish this year. Because I know how much you love this other person. And it's going to pain you probably to say this. Who has the better finish amongst these tight ends, Austin Hooper or Eric Ebron? Ooh, uh, I'm yeah. I'm gonna go with Ebron. Ah, see, now you lost your credibility. <laughs> you if Austin Hooper is gonna be top five, what are you saying? Eric Ebron's gonna be top three, four. Ew, ew. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I've got them statted out um, a half a point difference per game, so it's not like it's. All you know, it's not that far apart, but um, so you're saying draft Austin Hooper, yes, because for the you're value. Get him like you're, yeah, you're eight getting, later. yeah, you're getting extreme value, yeah. you know, that's why he's on my sleeper list. I like that logic. All right, moving on to bus, let's get into bus. And and I bus, just want, bus, I just want bus, to bus. uh say here before we get into bus, mm-hmm. we're saying bus in relation to where they're being drafted. Thank you. That's not saying they're going to have a terrible season. Right. They're going to get hurt, anything like that. This they're going saying, to be complete stinkers for your fantasy yes, team. No, we're just saying in 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 relation to where you have to draft them, current ADP, that they're not going to live up to that draft position. That's right. They Thank make, you for that yes, disclaimer. Yes. I just, on this. you know, people say, I oh, they're bust. They're, they don't like them. It's, I like all these players that are on my, my bust list. I don't. On mine. I don't like all of my. No. So there are some that I'm saying are going to be really bad, but not all. So not all. Just I just want people to know, just a preface that <laughs> we don't hate these players necessarily. Don't yell at us. We it's know. Just, <laughs> because I'm sure we're going to get some hate about this, and that's all right. That, it comes with the territory. All right. So I want you to kick things off for the bus here, so that I can follow up behind your bus <laughs> with my bus. All right. I want to so, use the word bus as much as possible. So. For QBs, yep. I'm going to kick it off. Are you busting, Dustin? God, I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to kick it off with Kyler Murray. See, I, oh, okay, see, I have to listen to what you just said before because exactly. I hear it and in my brain, it wants to start firing back. And I, I love the hype. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love the hype. I think he's going to have a very good season. But where people are drafting him or where you're going to have to draft him come August... When you're, you know, if you're you're doing a redraft league, 
you know, if you're drafting in August, the hype is going to just keep building and building and building all summer long. That coach is going to come out. And, and you're going to see some amazing throws, I'm sure, in the preseason games. And the hype is just going to get out of control. And you're going to have to draft them probably in like the fifth or sixth round. And that's just gross. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, unless unless somebody like Andrew Luck falls to you in the fifth or sixth round, that's different. First of all, I'm not yes. even taking a quarterback unless it's somebody like that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's I rough. mean, I I personally don't have Kyler. I have him as my number fifteen quarterback finishing on the season. I don't even have him as a number one QB. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are statting him higher. Um, it's just he's a rookie. You know, whole new offense. We have no idea what Kingsbury is going to do. He's never had any head coaching experience in the NFL. Now, they have said that it's going to try and mimic a little bit of the air raid offense, right. a little bit of the West Coast offense that Murray is kind of used to. True. So hopefully we'll ease his transition. True. But you also have the other on. offensive players that have to yeah. mold into that as well. So I just, while well, I like Murray long term, don't get me wrong, I like him long term. Uh-huh. He was, you know, by far the best quarterback prospect in this draft. For this year, I think he's just going to be way overdrafted. He's the only draftable rookie quarterback this year for me. Oh, absolutely. In redraft. And yeah. Nobody else oh, yeah. I, would, I would even touch. Yeah, not even close. But maybe the rookie fever is getting into people a little bit. Maybe. So who do you got? Uh, <laughs> I'm bracing myself already for Boston Twitter to just fucking uppercut my taint on this. But Tom Brady? Question mark? No. No, Tom Brady. I'm sorry. Tom Brady going to bust this year. And I know that this is a boy that cried wolf situation Mm -hmm. because it's become kind of like a game in who can predict when Tom Brady is going to finally have his arm fall off, a la Peyton Manning. Correct. Um, I'm calling this year. I'm taking my (laughs) shot on it. To be fair, I've never said out loud before that I thought he would uh, fall off a cliff. Before this year, I I hoped internally that he might because I think we're all just kind of sick of seeing him um, in the Super Bowl. You know, all of us that are not Patriots fans hate seeing him in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But here's my biggest issue with Tom Brady. One word, one syllable, Gronk. Or more accurately, the absence of Gronk. We have not seen Tom Brady without Gronk for many a moon. Even when he was playing poorly last year, he was taking so much coverage away from the other guys. And he left them with so many openings. It did not matter that Gronk wasn't catching the ball because he was opening things up for other guys to catch the ball. That is not going to help this year. I know everybody's very excited for Nikhil Harry. And that's cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm down with Nikhil long term dynasty. Again, I won't draft him in redraft this year. It's not my style. With rookie wide receivers. But Tom Brady is old. I know nobody. People are tired of hearing it, and maybe people are tired of saying it. But Jesus Christ, the dude is old. He's not whipping the ball downfield anymore. That's not his game. It barely ever was. He has been a dink and dunk maestro for the last five to six years. Mm-hmm. Really, since the era of Randy Moss, he's just not really throwing the deep ball. Yeah, he had the one the one year, basically. So we have to hope that Julian Edelman is basically made of magic. And that he can evaporate defenses and do plenty after the catch. 
because otherwise we're, we're relying on him to throw the ball to rookie wide receivers and unproven wide receivers again without Gronk to be as a safety net to get dudes the fuck out of there. Now, granted, Tom Brady is not being drafted super high this year, which is good. But he's still the 15th QB off the board, and that's too soon for me. I don't want him unless it's a last-round pick. If he somehow makes it to the last round of my redraft, I will take him. Because you never know. Maybe the dude literally is a wizard. I don't know. I haven't seen enough proof to discount it, I guess. But outside of him really whipping up some magical shit, it looks like a run-heavy team. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not saying they won't necessarily be high-scoring. Maybe, maybe he'll make up for it with touchdowns. But that hasn't even really been his game the last couple of years. So I'm out. I'm yeah. out on Brady. I'm out on Brady as well. I don't hate that one bit. Woo! All right. My running back bust yeah. for this season is Mr. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. I Go just... Philly. I just can't get behind him um, long term as a running back, you know, number one running back. I think he caught lightning in a bottle this last year, and I I have him finishing outside the top 20 in running backs this year. Oh, I don't hate that at all. I, I, I'd go so much lower. <laughs> yeah, he's actually number 25 on my projections for this year. Yeah. Um, Why exactly... I have my reasons, but why exactly do you do you think he won't be the guy in Denver? I think it's going to be more of closer to a 50-50 split between him and Royce Freeman. You know, they spent a third-round pick last year on Royce Freeman. Draft capital matters. I know, I know Lindsay just had this phenomenal season, and you know, there are running backs, undrafted running backs that you know have gone on to have decent careers. But you got to hope he's Arian Foster. Yes. You know, That's he's coming off the wrist injury, which he's still not 100% on. You know, he still says they're hoping he's ready to go by training camp. They don't know yet. Um, and at this it, point in the year, that's bad when they have him to question him mark in, right. in their voice. Normally, it's like, oh, yep, he's going to be good. He's going to be just fine. Exactly. And new coaching staff, you know, so fresh slate for Freeman. Uh, and he was... Let's be honest, Freeman was projected to be the guy last year. There was so much hype around him, and then Philip Lindsay came out of nowhere. Uh, and he's just not built to be a long-term, taking-the-pounding, number-one running back. So that's why I'm off of him. Again, not saying he's going to have a terrible season, but for where he's being drafted, he's being drafted you know, as a, like a top-10 running back. And I just don't see that. I just, I just don't see that happening again. And I will eat crow if it does, but I just, I don't see that happening. Uh, I I agree. I just don't see him as a bell cow for that team, which he needs to be mm-hmm. in order for him to really be where people want him to be. I have at least noticed some people kind of, like, it seems like he's trending a little bit down, at least in terms of people's minds. They're not propping up like they were at the end of last season. So good on you, I guess, world. For doing that, but I would like to see him drop so much farther. Because yeah, it's rough. It's rough out there. Um my running back bust is somebody that I have been trying so hard to love. I've wanted to like this guy for a really long time. 
partially because I took over an orphan dynasty team where he was a focal point and he was tough to trade. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to learn to love him because nobody really wants this guy and I'm not going to sell him for pennies. It's Marlon Mack, Colts running back, who to be fair, did really well last year in limited action. Mm -hmm. He was only on the field for 12 games and he finished his RB21. That's a nice feat. Right, that's really yeah, that's, that's nice. Good. That's very respectable. People are not drafting Marlon Mack as an RB two. They're prorating his games, and that's fine. If look at his sixteen game slate, he would be just outside the top twelve. People are inching him closer and closer and closer to that RB one territory, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all because he doesn't catch the ball. Catching the ball is not a focal point of his skill set. They have other guys who they specifically brought in to be pass-catching running backs there. And let's be honest, their offense is a very pass-heavy offense there in Indy. Oh, absolutely. Now, the argument that people would like to make is that they are such a high-powered offense that the game scripts are going to really favor Marlon Mack. And I hope that's true, because that's the only way you are getting close to a running back one return out of him. Correct. If they are in more shootouts... Or, God forbid, they're somehow playing from behind. Maybe the O-line doesn't hold up like we think. Maybe Andrew Luck has slight regression. I'm not banking on that. Just saying, if you are in a world of hurt with Marlon Mack, he has to be playing ahead in order to really return value for you. And I'm just not digging it. Yeah, and I don't see him as a RB1 this year at all. Not even close. He's just a solid RB2. Which is totally fine. You need an There's RB2 a place on your team. For that. Yes. There's a place for that, but you shouldn't be drafting him as high as people want Correct. to draft him. Exactly. It's too much. Well, I mean, we're, we're going to just nail the fuck. We're going to kick this horse until it is dead again. Yes. But you, we're not saying that they're not going to have value. But really, he's he uh, he's so dangerous. He's like, Sony Michelle is kind of the same for me. Mm-hmm. Both have a little bit of injury scare, little knee issues. I don't think mac is nearly as much of an injury concern but they both have that same role mm-hmm. they're 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 great running backs but they are not great pass catchers and in ppr leagues which is what we do here uh, i don't like it so all right just even thinking about it all right we'll move on to wide receivers here um i know i'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this one <laughs> oh my god, dude, you're gonna just never gonna stop attacking us. Anymore. I know. <laughs> I know. So I just and I'm very torn about this personally. I, uh-huh. I'm just not quite sure. I'm a little I, I, I have them on my bust list, but again, I think it's in relation to where you're drafting them. Of you course. have to keep that in mind. Yes. So my bust for wide receiver is Julian Edelman. Now I understand he just signed a two year contract extension. Mm-hmm. Him and Tom Brady are BFFs. They, they hold are. hands going down the field. I get it. There's, you know, they're the Turk and JD of football. They are, you know, I get it, and I get, you know, he's guaranteed volume. I'm not again, not saying he's having a bad season, mm-hmm. but for where you're going to end up having to draft him, yeah, the hype has gotten out of control. You know, I just, I can't get on board with that. I, you know, he has a very safe floor, but not a high ceiling. Can I just list the the people that he's being taken ahead of to really cement this? Brandon Cooks. Oh, okay, let's just say all of the Rams wide receivers okay. he's being taken ahead of. Every single one of them. Kenny, Kenny Galladay, your man Sammy Watkins, who even I would 
even though I'm not as high on Watkins as you are, I might even want to put Watkins ahead of Edelman simply for the upside there. Right. Um, Chris Godwin, who is due for something big. Uh, that's getting close for me there. Okay, so I'll that be would be kind of your line. Yeah. That would be your line. Yeah. But I've also seen him go above Stefan Diggs. A.J. Green because of the injury history. Which is ridiculous. I would take either of those two in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So my line is I would personally take Godwin above him. But that's for me because I want the glory. And I know that Edelman has done a lot to say that I'm a fool for discounting him. But I come back to no Gronk. Gronk helped him so much. Yes. So, I mean, so yes. Like I said, I'm not saying he's going to have a terrible season. Just where you're going to end up having to draft him, you can get better options at that point in the draft. Have you cited him out? I have. Where do you have him finishing this year? I'll be very curious. Him finishing. Uh, just give me get on the right tab here. Please do. Please tab over. In the meantime, let me talk about my friends from Southern Tier Brewing. Boy, they sure know how to make a s'mores milk stout. A s'mores milk stout that your granddaddy would have drank. Probably over a fire where he uh, just uh, slaughtered a goat and was roasting it for you. Because that's what grandpas did. Southern Tier, they'll slaughter a goat for you. Because that's what your grandpa did. Okay, we're done with that. <laughs> Sorry that took so long, folks. I sincerely apologize. <laughs> I've got him as number 27 overall. Oh, wow. Which yeah. is probably a little low, to be honest. Yeah, that feels low. But I just... You just can't get behind him. No. I we're can't. basically projecting the collapse of the entire Patriots offense. Is that what we're saying right now? Actually, that's not true. I still like James White. I do like James White. Hashtag Wisconsin represent. What up? Sure. Um, no, I'm on board. I'm I'm off. I've tried to acquire Edelman on the cheap in Dynasty Leagues because I thought people would just be shipping him off because he's old. No, sir. They're clinging more tightly than ever. Like that old bitch at the end of Titanic with those pearls. Just clutching for dear life. That's right. Uh, Let's just let the hate train roll on, I guess. This is not a a segment for boys. Let's put it that way. This is a segment for grown men and women. That's right. My projected best wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., and I'm just going to give you pause so that you can scream for a while and maybe throw stuff at your iPod or whatever you're listening to it on. Odo Beckham Jr. I have several arguments against them, against him. Nobody who has Odell is going to want to hear any of this. But please, please, I beg you, anybody who is going after Odell, especially in redraft this year, he is on a new offense. He is on a brand new offense. I don't care how good you think that wide receiver is. The transition from a new to a new offense does not bode well, but for like 4% of people, especially at the start. You're going to see a slump from Odell those first few games. I can almost guarantee it. And then you're going to get panicky because you've drafted him in the first round because you have to. He's the wide receiver five off the board right now. And you're going to have to hold on to him, and you are going to feel bad about it. You are banking on a lot to go right for Odell Beckham. You are banking on an instant rapport with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's hard to do when you're not at the voluntary training camp. <laughs> and that leads into my other, my other argument. He's a prima donna a little bit. A little bit. I don't 
go as hard at Adam as some people do. I think it was overblown a little bit. Oh, like his reactions, everything in New yes. York. But yes, he does have a little bit of that in him. And he's a clear alpha. So is Baker Mayfield. That can either work really, really well for your team, or it can plummet really, really quickly. If they're not on the same page and there's any sort of friction there, that kind of relationship looks volatile. True. I know that's all narrative-based. That's not stat-based. So let me give you something that is. Odell Beckham has not played a full 16 games, but once in his career. I don't like that. No. I'm hesitant to call people injury-prone, as we've discussed in the past. But fucking Odell Beckham has seemed to do everything he can to get injured. He's got injury issues, let's put it that way. A lot of them. Uh, Just a boatload of injury issues. I'm not drafting him to play 12 games. And yes, you can hope that those 12 games are going to be great. Which they probably will. Maybe. But again, are are those first few going to be that great? I don't think so. And then if he gets injured at some point, you're going to have in the back of your mind, oh no, oh no, should I ship him off? Should I trade him right now? I don't need that on my team when you're taking him in the first round. Exactly. If he falls to you in the second round, great. Cool. If that happens, please let me into your league because <laughs> I would love to be able to take him in the second round. Just to be able to say I did it. For sure. For sure. I just don't see it happening. There are so many mouths there to feed to, and he was really the only game in town for the longest time in New York. True. He got his. And even from a bad quarterback, sure, you can make that argument that Eli sucked and he gets the upgrade at quarterback. Cool. He definitely gets but an upgrade. But now he's got real <laughs> fucking competition there. Jarvis Landry, sorry, better than Sterling Shepard as a football player oh, in my without eyes. without a doubt. He has... But the two of them are like BFFs from LSU, so... They are, so cool. Maybe they can high-five a lot after each other's plays. Hopefully. But uh, I'm not sure that that translates necessarily to fantasy points. It's just, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like it. That is is kind of bold. But again, relation to where you have to draft on. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And then we will round this off here. Save the best position for last question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tight ends. So my tight end bust for this year is Mr. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, let's hear it. for Detroit. One. Why do you hate Iowa, Dustin? I don't hate Iowa. Okay. Wanted to get One, that way. rookie tight ends typically don't produce. They usually, they usually take two to three years to it's come true. into their own. It's true. So that's that's first Do thing. I need to reiterate the stat that I threw out a couple episodes yes. ago about how few people actually... It's just been Gronk yes. and Ingram have been the only top 10 finishes since 2000. Yes. So All right. that's one. Two, I don't think Matt Stafford likes his tight ends <laughs> because he had... Uh, again, a top 10 drafted tight end. Your favorite person of all time, That's right. Eric Ebron. And I get he had some of the yips and, and, and had some dropsies, mm-hmm. but he had very high draft capital. And it's not like he had a ball, ton of balls thrown to him. Uh, so I just... You could argue that he stopped having balls thrown to him after he started dropping Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And there's no doubt about that. And I just... You know, I feel like the offense is going to be a little bit more run heavy there in Detroit this year. Um, I just, I don't know. Uh, I think the landing spot was good. I just don't trust. Long term, I think it's going to be yes. okay. I just, I, I just don't trust it, especially this year. And again, 
he's a bust in relation to where you are drafting him. Which is as people a are, one. Yeah, people are going to draft him very high, and it's just not going to happen. Yeah, he yeah he's going as a tight end one. Um, and again, that's not saying a lot because tight ends are poopy, and right. so people are just like, well, shoot my shot. But yeah, and there's so much mush in Detroit. I don't know who's really going to get that ball. Mm-hmm. Danny, I kind of like Danny Amendola, secret man crush this year. I think he could cut into a lot of what people think Hawkinson's going to get. He could. If if Marvin Jones stays healthy, then that's, he's going to get his targets. Yes. That just happens. He's going to get his 103 targets or whatever like he does every single year that he's yep. not hurt. Yeah, I don't like it. So, in in your honest opinion, let's do Iowa tight end versus Iowa tight end. This year, if you had to take one, to take Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson? Fant, without a question. Because of draft, were you drafting him? Or just because he'll have a better finish? I think he'll have a better finish. And you can um, draft him later. I, and Flacco loves his tight ends. That's true. I we're going to have to get into a Flacco discussion at a later episode. Because I, I don't think he's so. playing most of the games this year. But Ooh. Yeah, that's bold. You heard it. You heard Ooh, it, folks. We'll have to put a pin in that one. That could yeah. be another beer bet uh, oh, a little okay. bit later here. All right. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Um, let's wrap this up with some real dookie business here. Greg Olson. Why are you guys still drafting Greg Olson? Do, what, what are you doing? What's the, what's the point? Do you not know what Greg Olson is at this point in his career? He's basically half of a broadcaster. He wants to get into that broadcasting booth so bad, but they keep lowering back with more money because Cam Newton just likes to see him on the field. He doesn't necessarily like to do much with him now, but he likes to see him there. Greg Olson is no longer a thing because Christian McCaffrey is now a thing. Christian McCaffrey is the short security blanket pass catcher. Mm -hmm. And I will not have anybody tell me differently. Greg Olson also has his injury issues. Granted, that's only been the last couple of seasons, and you could argue that it's a little bit fluky, but you could also argue pretty easily it's due to his age. He's getting up there. He's an older guy. Even for the tight end position, you don't want somebody with that much tread on the tires. Are you going to draft Jason Witten highly this year? Doubt it. Then why are you drafting Greg Olson so highly this year? Even in the games that he was healthy and played, supposedly full throttle, maybe they were hiding some injury stuff from us the last couple of years. He hasn't looked good. He has not... He's had a couple of games where you could start him. That's it. And it, not even like, woo, fucking crushed it stardom games. Oh, and let's be honest. Ian Thomas has looked very good in his limited sample. Like when he filled in last year, it's not like there was a significant drop off in the tight end production for Carolina. And he's way younger, more athletic. Absolutely. Again, I think it's just more of a comfort factor. Mm-hmm. Let's keep him around. Yeah. Because why not? You know, we got money to burn. Let's burn it on Greggy Olson. That's right. But yes, please. He's don't. probably one of those locker room guys that just everybody loves. So, could be. you know, could be. Keep him around for that. Trying to keep everybody's head on straight. That's right. But yeah, he's going above guys like Trey Burton, Kyle Rudolph, Chris Herndon, Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham. I'd honestly rather have every single one of those guys above Greg Olson. I ain't having it. All right. Cool. We, we talked about. Sleepers, we talked about bus. We, we did. did everything we said we were going to do. We sure did. All right, so that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, coming up next week, 
little teaser. We are going to start our um, Don't give away too much. division by division uh, breakdown, team by team, yeah. depth charts, up and coming players, question marks, regression candidates, etc. And we're starting with the NFC North, of course, because Packers, you know, so why not start with the (laughs) NFC North? So we apologize in advance. I apologize for nothing. Fine. Um, So that'll be coming up next week. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Check us out uh, anywhere where you uh, download your podcast from. We are now available on Spotify, so you can find us on Spotify. Brand new. It is. You didn't even tell me. I know. You waited for me to be part of the audience to hear that. I wanted your reaction on. I feel so happy. So, yes. So, find us wherever you can find your podcasts, wherever you listen from. Uh, We will most likely be on there. And you can find us at Drinking Fantasy on Twitter. That's right. Find me at FF Dusty Dog on Twitter. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge because I like to make it easy for you. And feel free to shoot us a DM. Any questions you have? Trade Our advice. Drunk trades, guys. Drunk trades. If you want, serious. If you're getting into your drafting season, you know, if you want drafting advice, let us know. We're, we're here to help you win the championships. Let so, us help you. Yeah. Let us help you. Help me help you. <laughs> so, so until next week, uh, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Yeah, cheers, FFers.